The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hey everybody, how you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show, you know I always appreciate it. Uh, As I record this, I'm getting ready to head to Atlanta, Georgia for a few days of classes. Going to meet up with some friends and probably make some new ones. And one of the people that I'll be seeing in Atlanta will be William Barron. Barron, as most people know him in the industry, has accepted a nomination to run for the APP Board of Directors, and I could not be happier about that. So if you're an APP member and eligible to vote, definitely take a good look at William Barron. He's done a lot of the work behind the scenes with the membership committee. He's helped me out a lot with different classes. He's attended some of my private classes in the past. And uh, he covered for me at the UK APP conference when I couldn't make it over there. So I definitely appreciate all of his hard work and his contributions to the industry. So if you're voting in this election cycle, really take a good look at William Barron. Uh, Another person that I'm uh, fully supporting for the, the board run is Luis Garcia. Luis was a board member when I was on the board, and he also served uh, again in the the past before that, and really knows how the organization itself works. So, you know, if you're looking for someone with a a lot of experience being on the board, uh, someone who's really experienced as a piercer, but also really knows the guts of the organization, what it takes to move it forward, how conferences run. He he does a ton of work with international communities, especially in Central and South America and Spanish-speaking communities. Uh, Luis is a really solid person. So uh, those are definitely two people that I would support for being on the board, uh, William Barron and and Luis Garcia. I myself turned down my nomination to run for this cycle. Uh, I just don't think it's the right time for me uh, personally and professionally. Uh, I have some some other things that I'd like to do in my life. So uh, I'm open to it for the future, but maybe just not this go around. But again, I definitely support William Barron and Luis Garcia. Uh, Another friend that I'll be seeing in Atlanta, Georgia, is Zach Boyer. Uh, I met Zach uh, a while ago at one of my private classes, actually my first private class in 2017 in Maryland. So I don't want to give too much away because, you know, again, we're going to be recording a podcast. Uh, I don't know if I've actually told him or asked him yet, but surprise, Zach, you're going to be recording a podcast with me in Atlanta. So definitely get ready for that. A really good story. Uh, Just kind of the progression of his career, going from maybe a piercer who felt like an outsider to an LD scholar to now working at, I'd say, one of the best studios in the country, Piercing Experience in Atlanta with Christina Blasi. So a uh, really good story there, and I want to capture a little bit of that for you. My guest this week is going to be another former LD scholar, Erica Martin from Florida. When I was uh, out there at my class in in Fort Myers, Florida, I uh, decided to meet up with Erica the next day. We recorded something in her shop, sat down a little bit, and talked about a few different things. Uh, We definitely talked about her experience as one of the scholars, the application process, what conference was like. Keep in mind that the scholarship application process is open right now. So if you're interested in attending the APP conference and you don't think you can make it financially, definitely check out these scholarships. There's the official Aldi Sowers Memorial Scholarship that's run by the APP itself. You can find all the information for that on safepiercing.org under all the conference information. But there are quite a few other private uh, scholarships now, too. So there is some information and some links on the APP's website to those as well. But again, you can't get a scholarship if you don't apply for a scholarship. So try not to get intimidated. Try not to be too nervous about it. Um, We we put these scholarships out there to try to bring as many people as possible. So we're not trying to make it an elitist thing. We're not going to judge how much gold you have in your case or what kind of statum you have or if you have a statum at all. We don't care about any of that stuff. We want to honestly know where you are as a piercer. And honestly, we want to get piercers there that don't already have all those advantages that some other people have. So again, uh, go to safepiercing.org. You can check out all that scholarship information. Scholarships are open now. Even if you don't want to submit right now, take a look at it. You know, Really prepare a good application. Try not to rush it at the last minute. Uh, you're going to need to get those applications in sometime before the end of the year. Uh, the exact dates will be right on that website, again, safepiercing.org. But check it out. It's one of the best experiences you can have, especially as a, a nervous piercer, someone who might feel like an outsider. It really pulls you into that community and really shows you what the APP is all about. 
So uh, Erica and I talk about a couple other things, uh, growing pains, really. You know, Erica had kind of a similar experience that I had, you know, going from, I don't have the jewelry I, I would ideally want. I don't have the sterilizers. I don't have the shop set up. I don't have maybe some of the, the skills and techniques that I would really want and I feel like are important to a, a body piercer moving forward and develop those through hard work. So a lot of growing pains there. Uh, I, I remember going through it myself. Erica definitely uh, articulates it well going through what, what she went through, trying to decide, do you try to hang on to all clients, you know, those people that only want to pay $20, only want to pay $30 for a piercing, sometimes it's a really difficult growth period to say, I want to move past that. I want to be able to offer jewelry that I think is safer, that I think is better. I want to give people a better experience and a better studio. And sometimes that's going to require a slightly higher price point. I'm not saying it has to be a million dollars, but it's debatable as to whether or not you can really offer a safe piercing for $30. So we, we talk about all of that growth. We talk about having a shop that's appointments versus walk-ins. We talk about what it's like moving from that kind of junior piercer status to experienced piercer status. And it's a really good conversation about, you know, quality versus cost and a lot of different issues. So uh, we're going to get into this interview with Erica Martin. Uh, I'm going to be back a little bit at the end with some updates about my class plans for 2020. So stick around. First off, uh, just say uh, your name, who you are, where you work, any social media stuff you'd want people to have. Okay. Um, I'm Erica Martin. I work at Pleasures of the Flesh in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, I've been piercing since 06. I don't really do a whole lot of social media, so it'd be pretty boring. Um, but you can follow the studio on Instagram and stuff, um, Facebook, all that jazz. I'm on it, but it's very boring and there's cats. So. Were you on social media and then left, or were you Both. just like, okay? Both. Yeah. I kind of flip-flop between. Yeah. I, it's just, I just can't, I, I'll do it for the amount of time that I can, and then I'll shut it off and delete it, and yeah. I just can't. I, it it, it kind of creates like this unrealistic yes. expectation, but it also kind of bums you out for no good reason. Totally. Nope. Um, like, I, I think when I, when I meet a lot of piercers, like, I'm in Florida because I did a class yesterday. Uh, that, that you were at, right. so thank you for that. Yeah. But you know, when I when I go to all these different places and I talk to all these different piercers, a lot of them have this like anxiety mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Like I meet yep. really solid piercers, and I think what the internet does, like social media, Facebook groups, even Instagram, is it kind of creates this unrealistic expectation that you have to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of people get torn apart for their personal lives, yeah. even if they're not doing something right. like super shitty, you for know, sure. it's just one of those like, oh, eh, now you're yeah. my mortal enemy. And I just, uh, the, the problem that I have too, is it's like, I know, especially at this point in my career, I know everything that I've messed up. Mm -hmm. So I don't need a million people telling me <laughs> what I messed up because yeah. I know exactly what I did and I know exactly what I, not that you shouldn't have critique. But I, I know everything that I did. Yeah. So I know what I need, to, usually what I need to do to fix that. I don't need a million other people telling me. The, the thing that really like bugs me about the internet too is it's not even people really saying, hey, you did this and I think I can see room for improvement. It's like you did this one little thing that's different than I did, whether right. it's right or wrong. And like you are wrong because you're doing it a different totally. way, which is super frustrating. And I think too, a lot... Of, I can say for my myself, when you're a younger piercer, and I'm not like a super older piercer, but like I'm not, you know, I've had experience. When you're in that, in my opinion, like four year mark, you're so in that this is how you do it. Sure. And what do you mean you're doing it in this way? Mm -hmm. At least that's what I can say for my personal, you know, when I was in that age. And then I feel like that seven year mark that everybody kind of talks about, that's really when you were like, oh, you mean other people can do things and it's not wrong. Right. You know, you're not yeah. so like dogma. This, I definitely you know. see those like generations of people's piercing careers. Yeah. Uh, and you can almost see it through their social media. Oh, like, yeah. If they're the kind of uh, piercer where they're like, uh, they're talking about aftercare, then maybe that's, you know, this two to three year point right. or something. And then they, they do the generation of like, I'm going to show you pictures of what the crappy shop down the street did. And you know, yep. how dare they do this? And it's like, that's very much a generational thing. Totally. And then, like you said, when you hit that stride 
of feeling a little bit more confident in what you do, yeah. um, I think you have to kind of open your mind up and realize that there's more than one correct way Absolutely. To, to do things. And that's the way you grow as a piercer because for me, I blindly went into it with all this like American confidence, right. you know, th everything I'm doing is perfect. Yeah. And then when I would see other people doing something good but different, I wasn't trying to say like, you're wrong because you're not doing it how I do it. Right. It was like, well, I want to make myself a stronger piercer by being able to do it the, the way, way that you do it also right it's like a multiple version and i i can definitely see again you know some of those older piercers now at that point mm -hmm. where they're like oh okay it's just different avenues yeah. and i also it's hard to say because it's like you know that late 90s early 2000s so much of it was experimental still mm -hmm. so it's like was it just experimental sure. or was it you know people just staying in their lane like no this is you know what I mean mm -hmm. and then like how dare you yeah. fear um, but I I completely agree that you can really see those that which is good you know some of it is good but it's 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 good to not just stay in, in your own bubble yeah yeah I think a lot of piercers get intimidated and they think that if I if I want to experiment and I want to try something new like there's there are generations of piercers that uh, they, they're terrified to try a surface piercing or a genital piercing mm -hmm. or some complicated oh, thing yeah. because they, it's almost like they're waiting for permission to right. do it or they're waiting for someone to like explicitly Absolutely. teach a class on it or instruct them or show them. And there was definitely like a reckless period in oh, a sure. lot of piercers' careers where yeah. they were just like, well, I know how to do something similar. Right. Why, not, why not try right. that on a friend or on a regular class? But I also don't think that that's a... So within the proper constructs sure. i don't think that that's a crazy thing though it's still just skin yes. you still take those same fundamental ideas and apply it to a different location mm -hmm. you know yeah. you you take the same not that it's the same but if you know the basic ideas of how to do a navel you can then take those basic concepts and possibly put those into doing a hood sure you know it's not just because it's a different location, it shouldn't be this terrifying, right. like... Or even like a nostril right. versus a VCH. It's right. like, you know, try not to... Think about the techniques that you see people do. And really, there's only maybe three right. or four different like techniques, totally. you know, and they just apply it to a different body part with maybe a different tool or right. something like that. But, you know, what, what you can get really comfortable with a basic thing, and that can give you the muscle memory or the confidence to try a more complex thing, but don't get, like afraid Scared. to try things exactly yeah. Yeah. and and I, th I that's kind of where I feel like a lot of people at least from again looking at social media I feel like a lot of people are like well I'm really good at this thing so I'm gonna stay here and not try to you know and it's hard because in my area and again I've been piercing for a minute so I feel way more comfortable with like a genital piercing than some other piercers but I also have a lot of genital like sure. a fair amount sure. you know of genital piercings um, and I think just being in that idea of getting out of your head, mm -hmm. moving into that direction, even if you just go to shadow, I mean, obviously this is, that's a concept that everybody yeah. has heard so many times, but getting to the point where you're comfortable with somebody else being undressed, even that alone mm -hmm. can really help move you into that direction. Yeah. I think it's just, it's good to have lots of tools. Sure. You know, I, I think that's definitely a, a big intimidation factor is because if, if people, uh, in, in one way, I think when people get an actual apprenticeship, I think that in one way is really good for them and can be kind of limiting because right. if, you're, if you have that uh, mentor apprenticeship dynamic in your shop, there's going to be a long period of your career where you feel like you're the B piercer and not the A piercer yeah. or something. And when people come in and they want genital piercings and things like that, they're going to be going to probably the more experienced piercer Absolutely. in the shop. So it, it gets difficult. It's like, how do you get experience if you're not the one doing the service? You know? Absolutely. Uh, did, did you feel, did you have an apprenticeship? I did. Yeah? I had, so I, I for the time, I had a really good apprenticeship. You know, uh, it was, it, it's not up to today's standards, I would say at all. But at the time, it was a full apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. um, I had a mentor and every, you know, it was, it was fine as somebody that would apprentice somebody it's i know all the things that i wouldn't do um but it it was fine but i completely agree with you is mm -hmm. if you have this person and even for myself with 
my other piercer at my studio. He's a fantastic, completely competent piercer. But you're right. If you, because I've been piercing a little bit longer than he has, I do get all the advanced quote unquote stuff. Right. He doesn't always have that opportunity to be able to take the things, even though he's completely competent mm -hmm. and, and can do them. Yeah. Um, he doesn't always get those opportunities. It, right. It's more, you have to actively be making the decision to do that mm -hmm. instead of just hoping that you're going to get those, get those opportunities. Yeah. I, I, I never, I never had an apprenticeship myself. Right. So a lot of what I did was just like blind faith in For myself, sure. you know? But uh, I've apprenticed a few other people, and my, my other piercer in the shop right now, Evan, I want to make sure that he gets all the opportunities Full. and, yeah, the ability to grow as a piercer and not be held back because I'm being overbearing and I'm like, right. oh, no, no, I'll get that one, I'll get that one, I'll get that one right. because I have more experience. Uh, and, and we got to a certain point when he was out of his apprenticeship and he was piercing for a little while and people would come in or call and they'd be like, well, I, I want a PA or I want a VCH. And Evan would be like, oh, did you want me to set them up for one of your days? And it's like, well, no, yeah. like you've, you've watched me do a bunch. Right. You've, you've been in the room while I'm doing it. You, you're the one that helps me set up the statum, pick out the jewelry, yeah. go over the aftercare. Like, you know all the things. Exactly. And you've done so many other piercings that are so similar. Uh, so in a situation where, you know, you might be the you know, air quotes, less experienced piercer in the shop. The only way that you can become the more experienced piercer in the shop is through repetition and, right. and practice. So, and experience. And experience. Yeah. It's like, how do you get experience if you don't do the thing? Right. You know? Right. Uh, so it, I really like it when uh, he gets to a, a point where he can do these new things and it's, you know, it's like, I look at the paperwork for what's done every day and it's really cool to just see things, you know, PA or pubic piercing right. or geesh or VCH and it's like that's awesome that yeah. you had the confidence to, to do that and the clients are happy and it, yeah. you know that's how every piercer learns is through sure. doing you know sure. so exactly yeah, you got to kind of get out of your own head sometimes absolutely yeah. I completely agree yeah uh, so what's it like piercing around here in Florida so it our our studio was not always the studio that it is now um, We've been around for a long time in studio standards. My, my uh, main studio has been there for 25 years. So we were not an APP studio growing, you know, since I had started there. Mm -hmm. um, we were externally threaded. We were not selling good jewelry. It, you know, it is what it is. There's, and thankfully, uh, we were able to move to doing what we, what we should, you know, and that, I try to be very appreciative of where I am now because, you know, six years ago or whatever, seven years ago, is this is not where we were, mm -hmm. um, and being able to see the studio grow and the clientele change um, has been really great. But it's also, I think it's it's really important for piercers that are in that kind of like in between to one understand that they can do it, mm -hmm. but also understand that. By not doing it, you are holding on to the people that you probably don't want to be holding on sure. to. Sure. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, I feel like as a studio, we made the transition at the exact perfect time. Um, the, obviously, the economy and all that growing really helped. But when we changed clientele mm -hmm. or changed uh, what we were carrying, our clientele changed. Yeah. We have great clients. I mean, I really, I, we're Flor we're in Florida, so like obviously everybody knows like the Florida, like all the crazy people, but you know, <laughs> Florida man, right? Um, so we definitely have Florida people, but honestly, we have really, really good clients. We don't. I remember what it was like dealing with like the crazy people that we would have to deal with mm -hmm. early on in my career. We don't have that, yeah. you know. So honestly, like we have great clients. Like everything's really easy, yeah. really, you know, easy to maintain. Um, we do pierce a lot of minors at my studio. Um, so Coal that's, miners. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, kids. Um, but that definitely comes with its own challenges, you know. So are you saying like uh, teens or are you talking like, you know, under 10? Under So we do pierce under 10. We do a 
fair amount of under 10. Um, six is our minimum age. We don't pierce under six. Mm -hmm. um, and we're very particular about who will who we will pierce. Sure. Um, we don't just do it on a walk-in, we do it by appointment. Um, but from 10 and over, that you know, lots of teenagers yeah. um, in this area. So um, I'd say that's re reasonably at least 25% of our clientele is, you know, teenagers. So um, they definitely, again, have their own, we were all teenagers. Oh, yeah, you sure. Know? So, Moody. Yeah. Moody and high maintenance. Right. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we really have just like, just, I don't know. I, I wish I could say more, but it's just normal people. Yeah. You know? Well, a lot of the things that you say, and you know, we, we went out for a group dinner after the class last night, and I think you and I are really on the same page about a, a lot of the different ways that we manage our clientele. And I, I can totally remember that same kind of difficult growth period for myself because sometimes people, maybe if they listen to the podcast or come to a class or something that, that I'm in, might think that I've always been for sure. operating at this level and no, like it's a right. skill that I've had to develop over time. And, you know, I've only been an APP member for seven years right. and out of a right. 20 year career. So I totally know exactly what you mean by... I was holding myself back because yeah. I was trying to be all things for all people. Right. Like never turn somebody away. If somebody comes in, you want to be able to service them. But at a certain point, you're, you're okay. holding yourself back. Yeah, because yeah. if you look at it, what I try to tell people is piercers who are uh, APP members or go to conference or pierce with all internal thread jewelry or something like that, we are the vast minority right. of the overall piercing industry. And every shop that operates at that kind of a level can can probably tell you five or ten, even just within a twenty or thirty minute drive, competitors right. who operate with external thread jewelry and maybe a lower price point and maybe less experience, things like that. Uh, so why would you want to keep yourself in that group where you yeah. don't stand out? You're not really like distinguishing yourself as this destination or something, Certainly. and you're dealing with so much more competition at that level. Yes. So you might be getting. Uh, an easier sale or something right. like that, but you're getting lower ticket sales and you're having to compete with m a lot more piercers. And I also remembered too, when we were selling that lesser quality jewelry, we still had those people. Sure. You still had those people that you, what do you mean you're charging 40, whatever, yeah. 35 or whatever. You can get it here for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah. You're always going to have it, even right. if you're selling it for 20 bucks because mm -hmm. their friend in their kitchen will do it for a dollar. Sure. So it really, you're not helping you're again just holding yourself back yeah. from making a, a fair wage mm -hmm. and obviously giving your clients a, a realistic and safe procedure sure, you sure. Know? and like you don't want you don't want to make piercers think that it's uh ten dollar twenty dollar piercings or thousand right. dollar gold piercings like Absolutely. it's it's not that it's just you know you can't you can't have high quality sterilizers, high quality jewelry, uh, a nice clean studio, highly trained piercers that go to classes and conferences and all these different things for twenty or thirty dollars right. a pop. You know, like right. you have to you have to believe in your abilities, the services you offer, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be the high end establishment. Absolutely. Just like with restaurants, you know, you yeah. can you can go to McDonald's, you can go to Chili's, you can go to a fancy steakhouse. There are lots of different options for lots of different people. And I'm not going to tell a client that they can't make a decision about how to best spend their money. But I can tell them that I don't feel comfortable cutting the corners to offer a $20 or $30 piercing. Right. I want to offer a minimum level of safety. So my minimum prices are going to probably hover around 60 70 bucks. Right. And I feel like that's affordable for the quality that we can offer. That's how I feel too. And you know, even if you're talking, like for instance at my studio, you can get a simple doll piercing with a simple captive bead for right about like 55 bucks. Mm -hmm. If you can't, and I'm not trying to sound classist or anything like that, right. but if you cannot afford $55, then you probably shouldn't be getting pierced, you know, and that's okay. But if you have the same amount of money to spend on your hair, spend on your nails and your purse, which most of our clients do, mm -hmm. then that's not a crazy concept to be able to spend $55 right. on something permanent. I think part of that too, because sometimes that definitely can come off as classist. Right. Because people might go, oh yeah, you know, but who's got that extra money? Uh, so the argument can be made, yeah, you, you have these other luxury items for yourself or, um, you know, non-essential items for yourself. Certainly. So really, like, 
you as the piercer, it's, it's, it's our job to kind of talk to people uh, about things like that. Like, this is what we're trying to offer you for quality. It's, it's your decision whether or not like you feel like you are worth that amount of money. Um, and like a lot of times people feel like that's the special thing for them. Going to the salon, getting something done, getting the new phone, going out to a fancy dinner. Like those are, those are nice things that people yeah. can do for themselves. And I think that if a shop can't be seen as something like that, it's just that they're not doing a good enough job communicating with clients, yes. marketing themselves yes. and being like, this is another way that you can pamper yourself and, and we can help you pamper yourself. And I, I think it's really great that so many studios are able to offer variety, you know, have those high end clients. Sure. But I, I personally also think that it is a disservice to only post not gold that and you, diamonds. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I love gold and I love diamonds. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing wrong with right. a captive. Right. There's you know, there's nothing wrong with a simple bead. And by not showing that and I'm I'm, I'm we're all guilty of it. It is what it is because we want to make money. It's a right. business. You want those Instagram likes right. too. Right. Well Yeah. Um, but you in my opinion, you're you're you could be coming off by not like you talked about about inclusivity right. not showing people of all types mm -hmm. you know that people will come when they realize oh you mean I don't have to spend a million dollars on a piercing and can get I had to kind of learn that the hard way because when I, I got into that, that gold craze right. that a lot of piercers that's again generationally yes. with your with your career you get to a point where you're like I can sell this is gold the thing now? this is all I want right? to sell um, sometimes that can intimidate some clients and mm -hmm. if you're putting if that's all you're putting out on your website and your social media and all that you have in your display case or a portfolio or something like that the clients who not so much that they can't afford it but if even if they don't want that if right. they like the the look of titanium exactly. jewelry more simple gems things yeah. like that um, you want to be able to show them too like we're also here for you we're not just here right. for the people that want gold and diamonds and super blinged out because a, a lot of the the uh, the the piercing aesthetic is really the piercer aesthetic. It absolutely can be. We're into yes. that same thing where we all want to wear flashy, you know, right. rose gold and champagne diamonds right. and rutilated quartz, and and that turns into like how we market and advertise because right. we're we're showing off the style Piercers. that we like. Yes. And sometimes that's not what the general public I agree. wants. And and it this might also be just like a little like nostalgic, but it's it, it kind of sucks that we don't have like big septums and mm -hmm. you know like big conches and like all that like i love that stuff yeah. when i first yeah. got into piercings that's what it was mm -hmm. like how big can you make this hole yeah like can you see through it that's awesome mm -hmm. unfortunately i feel like we still have a little bit of that but we're definitely as piercers i think we kind of pushed out that and are not giving a service to those people that yeah. still are like no i still like that yeah like it's still cool. the people that like piercings because they're like extreme like or counterculture or, right. or punk rock a lot of those people aren't going to care that you have some like right. crazy iced out piece of jewelry in your display case because that's not their aesthetic totally so you don't want to abandon those people i can get it when you know at a certain point you don't want to have to uh compete on a price level sure. with other shops you know right. but you also don't want to forget that piercing Piercing as like a, a life oh, experience yeah. can be for everyone. Absolutely. That everybody, not maybe not literally every single person in the world, but all types of people are drawn to body piercing. Absolutely. For you know whether it's a genital piercing or just an earlobe piercing or some blinged out yeah. nostril piercing or whatever. Like you wanna, you wanna be accessible to everybody, but you can also kind of choose the the level of service you wanna offer to those people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, talking about. Uh, you know, growing and learning and everything. We met because you were a scholar yes. at the APP conference. Yes. What What year was that? That was um, many years ago. It at this was. Point, right? it, it was three years ago. Oh, it was only three yes, years was, ago. I know, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It feels a lot longer. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it was. Uh. Yeah, it was three conferences ago. Um. And yeah, I was able to be an LD scholar. Um. It was fantastic. So, what was it like? Uh, number one, like wanting to get to conference and seeing the scholarship there and then also talk about the difference of your career and your your mentality before and after conference so i going to conference had actually always been even when i had first started 
um, piercing, I had always known about the APP. Mm -hmm. I had always known it was around. Um, I had always known about conference. In the beginning of my career, um, the owner of the studio that I worked with and the head piercer who was my mentor, um, they had always been able to go. So it wasn't something that I was able to go to because that's I had to hold on the fort. Well, but again, they go. it's because of that right. A piercer, B piercer totally. kind of dynamic. Totally, too. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then things shifted, um, and then I just financially, it just you know, just all the, all the things that like real life, you right. know. Yeah. Um, and then I became a mom, uh, which is fantastic. But then afterwards, I was like, okay, you know, there's enough things. It is what it is. I have to go. And then I found out about the scholarships. And at that point in my career, that's really where I was making a lot of changes mm -hmm. and realizing, like, that that was pretty much where I needed to be. Yeah. Like, that was the next step. I had done everything that I had I could do at home mm -hmm. to, to make changes. And I had taken any classes that were here, but at the time, Luis was the only one that had done like one class down here, Right. you know? So um, that was really it, and I knew I needed to. So um, going, before going to conference, obviously just terrified, you know? Um, the whole application process just terrified. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest part of it that felt intimidating? I, you know, I don't know. Was it just, just like everything. opening up and applying for yeah. it? Or was yeah, it just any... the entire thing, I think. And I just think as people, just you know, like the idea of like, oh, well, I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. So then that whole, you know, rejection, you know, all the sure. normal anxiety stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but it's definitely, I'm saying this as somebody that got the scholarship. Like, you can't get it unless you apply. Mm -hmm. And... I'm sure everybody is maybe tired of every, all the other people that have got have received a scholarship saying it, but please apply. Like, please do it. You one, you can't get it if you don't. And the people that are in charge of that want you to go. Like, they're not. It's the same as becoming an APP member. Right. The people that are in charge of that are not going to be like, well, you didn't do this fancy thing. So you don't get to go. Like the people that are in charge of that want you to go. So just apply. Worst case scenario, you don't get it, and that's okay because you didn't go last year. So then you're you're not behind anything. Um, but just yeah, just that whole you know leading up to it, anxiety, terrified, um, getting there, terrified. You know, just mm -hmm. the whole the whole I don't know. It, go, going to conference for that first time it's just like going to disneyland right. a little bit overwhelming a little bit but yeah. not in a bad way yeah. you know what i mean right. it's just kind of like oh my god like seeing being in an environment when you have never been in that all these people look like me all these like you're not weird you're just another dude mm -hmm. you know um nobody cares but not in a bad way yeah you know what i mean it's just you're you're just there yeah um and of course having the opportunity to be with other like-minded piercers that are trying to learn and you know it's just it's a refreshing thing but also totally intimidating um who, who were some of the people that were in your group of scholars um so first off i'm so sorry i am horrible with everyone's last name oh yes so i can barely that. remember anybody's first name fair enough um alicia jess um Cass, um, there are three others. Oh, you're such I'm a terrible person. I'm the worst. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible person. No, I am. it's okay. I, um, I'm, I'm going to remember everybody tomorrow. It's I tough for me because, like, it all kind of blends together in my mind because yes. so many of the scholars come back as volunteers. Right. So it's, like, I know all the people who have done it, but it's tough remembering what year What they year, did. right. But, uh... Do, do you still have any sort of connections to your, your group, your scholar bit. group, or volunteers or anything? A little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely, I feel like you just kind of have like a little like warm fuzzy mm -hmm. for those people because you all did it at the same time. Yeah. So you all understood. Kind exactly. of a shared experience. Right. Of it, right? Um, but I'm also, again, I don't do social media really. Mm -hmm. I'm like on it a little tiny bit. Um, so... That's not so much a them thing, more of a me thing. I'm just not good about that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, but 
they're all just really great people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. most of them are still volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, I was able to be a volunteer the year after. I didn't get to go last year. I'm hoping to go this year. I'm not 100% sure. If I don't get to go to conference this year, I'm going to camp. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to you know, see what happens there. Um, but all the people that I volunteered with that first year, were, they're just the sweetest people yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, it's a nice group because I, I think you get all these different people who maybe head into conference feeling that same anxiety right. and tension and whatever, and then you realize that it's like, oh, you know, we're all just, we, totally. we all feel just as nervous. Right. Let's just kind of go with it and have a good week. Right, right. And then you realize what everybody is actually there for, too. Mm -hmm. You know, not, nobody else, re and again, to go back, like, totally probably just my own thing, but nobody is there to judge you. Nobody is, nobody is there, really nobody cares, but again, not in a bad way. You know, everybody's there to just do their own thing, too. I feel like so. a lot of people get really, maybe intimidated, it's not the right word, but it, it it's very much like a us and them totally. type yeah. dynamic for a lot of people with the yeah. APP. And I, and I was a member when I went. Sure. And I still had that. Yeah. You know? I get it. I totally get it. Uh, but, like, you, you really want to look at it that, like, the APP, sure that it, it's got a membership. It's got a strong membership now. But the APP is not just for, you know... Those people. Them. Right. It's for ev it's for everyone. Like, right. conference is open to anyone of any skill level. Like, we want everyone to be there because I think each person that engages with the APP has gone more than once, you know, is a member, all these different things. They they kind of feel that it's like it's a big part of their career. Right. Uh, and they want to be able to share that with people. Right. I, I don't really know any piercers now that are like, a, this is mine and you can't be yeah. part of it. I everybody there is always really welcoming the instructors and yes. the administrators and the board and the volunteers like everybody wants everyone to succeed exactly and and I, I I think once once you are actually in in there and you actually can go through a couple days then you slowly realize that yeah you know then you realize oh okay so everybody here is just really nice mm -hmm. and nobody is scary sure. and and it's not a, it's not an intimidating situation and yeah. Really, honestly, everybody was, like, everybody is super friendly. I, I kind of can't stress it enough that if you go, all, all, they, if the instructors can't spend extra time with you, they will. They, everybody there, even if it's not an instructor, I didn't meet anybody mean. And as a volunteer, you don't always see the, people don't realize that you're a volunteer necessarily if you're a volunteer. Mm -hmm. Like, you're wearing a badge, but, like, you know. So, you don't know, you don't see people in their I'm being a nice person robot face you know what I mean so even when the the quote-unquote camera's not rolling mm -hmm. people are still super nice yeah you know you don't there's not much of a hierarchy there right it's really just like we're all here doing the same thing maybe this person is teaching a class and this person is working a door but nobody's gonna be like oh they're just working you know it's right everybody just buds there well and too I think after you go a couple times you realize oh that person that is just working the door taught a class three years ago sure you know so yeah. then it, i think that really helps to even the playing field even yeah. more because then you're like oh okay so i really shouldn't think of all these people as right. elite well or you know, even if you are the kind of person who thinks in those terms like look at a really good example look at the board of directors right. of the atp like there are at, at least two people right now yeah. on the board of directors who mm -hmm. were volunteers yep. and scholars and all that stuff just a few years ago yep. you know yep. so even last year right. you know it, it, right. yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree so yeah. it's it's and I again I think that it's just normal mm -hmm. you know people are gonna at least for myself you know you're gonna have anxiety you're gonna be nervous sure. it is what it is but as much as you can really try not to let that get the better of you mm -hmm. try try to put it to the side as much as you can and just enjoy having time to do when it comes to the the application process and like the interview, did you do a, a video or did you do an essay? Uh, I did a video. You did a video. Um, at the, I think now it's only video. It's a video, but you can also submit oh, an can essay you do? Okay. in addition yeah. if you want to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was a video, um, and it was not difficult, mm -hmm. and I felt really stupid afterwards because I had uh, I was able to see some other people's videos, and some other people's videos were exactly like mine. Where it was just like, here I am, a person. This is me. Yeah. Some other people did really nice videos, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Well, I'm glad I didn't see that because then I would have felt bad about myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we, I mean, we've seen all we've seen videos where people are just doing a selfie right. with their cell phone, totally. and we've seen ones where people do edits. And 
uh, just because you can put your credits or a star wipe right. on something, it doesn't mean it's going to be a stronger video. And exactly. we don't we don't look at it that way. Like we just want you to be honest about who, who you are. are and where you are in your career and things like that. Right. So, what kind of what kind of advice do you think you would give people to people who who are applying? First, I would say try to find out anybody that was a scholar. So I was a scholar. I am not good on social media or anything like that, but if you message me, I will absolutely up, you know, reply to you once I see it. So there's that. Um, but anybody that was a scholar, just talk to them. They'll answer any question you have. I think that that really is the best thing is hearing it from another scholar. Right. Like, And I, I know I had sent my own video and stuff to uh, an, uh somebody who is trying to go or did get to go last year, I can't remember. Um, but we're all super open and same thing, like we just want you to go. So, you know, don't let that be something that intimidates you because it's really not as intimidating as you might let it sure. make it, you know, sure. in your own mind. And just be yourself. Right. You know, a lot of times we get applications where people are definitely trying to impress us. You I'm know? sure. And if we're trying to... When we ask certain questions, it's because, you know, if we get 20 or 25 people that apply, but we can only give out, let's say, eight scholarships, we need to know who needs the scholarship. Sure. We don't want to, we don't want to hear like, you know, oh, I just bought my third statum and my, my right. very first BVLA order. It's like, those are great things if you have achieved that, but we really want to know like why we you are. honestly right. need the scholarship because it, sure. it is financial aid. Absolutely. So you don't have to try to show off or impress us. Just yeah. say honestly, like, you know, hey, I, I've always wanted to go, but same thing, I've never had the opportunity because I'm always the one covering and or financially, you know, I've got children right. or family obligations or, hey, I'm struggling. Like I'm putting all the money into my shop so that I can grow the shop and I can't take that thousand dollars or whatever yeah. to get myself to conference even though I'd want to. Like just be super honest with, with where you are in your career and, and all that stuff. That's, I, that's what I would say for people. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and also to, to go off of what you just said, be honest where you are. They're not going to ask you like trick questions like, oh, well, do you do a tragus piercing sure. like this? or any, yeah. like Because I totally went into it thinking that too because you were one of the people that interviewed me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, God, like... The piercing Le wizard's gonna right, quiz me. Right, legit. Like, okay, well, I've got to make sure. And it was just a normal conversation like right. this, you know, right. just like like you said, figuring out who you are as a person, mm -hmm. where you came from in your career, where you are now, yeah. why you need this. The things that I want to hear when I interview people is I want to know that like your this is your career. Right. This isn't just your job on the side or something like that. Like, I want to know that you have a genuine passion for piercing and that you want to be. Like five years from now, you still want to be a piercer. Sure. You know, well, we, it's we, an investment. Sure. Yeah, it, it is. It is because I don't want to have somebody who's like, well, yeah, you know, I tattoo these days and I pierce right. these days and, I, you know, I do it on the side. And it's like, well, you know, maybe there's someone else who maybe needs it a little bit more. Certainly. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I just want to know that, like, you, you'll take that information and you'll maybe share it with other people. You know, are there people yeah. in your local area or in your shop that you can bring that information home to and you can be a good kind of ambassador yeah. for the for the APP. Not necessarily saying you have to be a member after because you don't, but sure. you know, try to try to pay it forward. Right. You know, sort of a thing. Like take that information and help someone else that maybe can't get to conference themselves. Absolutely. Things like yeah. that are great for scholars. Yeah. And not even in my as a member I'm saying this, not even just as the APP, but just as a piercer trying to help another piercer. Mm -hmm. You know, just trying to like you said, give more information to people that just yeah. don't have it. Because that's kind of what the scholarship is, and that's kind of what I see my role as. Because sure. if I look at my my career ten years ago, uh, I was I was still struggling and I was still working towards a lot of my long term goals. And you know, now that I feel like I'm at a certain level where I've kind of I've hit those things that like baby piercer Ryan would look at and be like, Oh my gosh, how, how did, did you I do get this? there? Right. right, for sure. Now I feel like it's my obligation to make sure that I can Others. put that hand out and yeah. help other people get there. You know? Absolutely. And that's a big part of it with the, the scholarship is I just want to see that like you care, that right. you take it seriously. And it's like, I don't, I don't care what kind of jewelry you have in your right. shop because I like if, if people talk to me and they're like, Oh my God, this person who posts this stuff on social media, 
Same thing when I started external thread jewelry. Right. My autoclave was in the tattoo booth, and like yeah. you know, there was carpet on the floor in my yeah. workroom when I started. You know, all the all the things that, that are people cringy get now. About. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. I that, those were things that I had to improve myself, and yeah. I had to learn how to improve them. And the APP helped me learn that stuff. So yeah. I'm here to make sure that the the next generation of piercers or current generation of piercers get the same opportunities that I got. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think the scholarship is a great way to do that. It is. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, in there's there are the official ones, but now there are so many other so non-official ones. And that's the that again, just apply because like there are like I don't even know how many there are right now. Well, I the, think I'm not sure if there's a Piercer Babes one there this is. year. Yeah. Piercer Babes one. Yeah. There's the No Excuses one. Right. There's the Piercers of Color scholarship this year. And other than that, I'm not sure. I, okay. I but thought there was one other one too. There probably but I, is. I could be a liar. I don't, yeah. There are a lot you know, of really generous so people out right. there. You know, yeah. And there are plenty yeah. of people that are donating for extra spots for the APP. Because the right. APP, uh, we, we kind of see it as like it's our obligation to provide at least eight sure. scholarships as the APP. But a lot of people will donate to the APP and say, okay, well, let's make it 10, let's make it 12, or something right. like that. And we, we just love being able to get as many piercers there as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then that would really stink if there were 10 spots available and eight people applied sure you know like yeah. just apply cause yeah even if you even if to be to be totally honest every year we're gonna have to say no oh sure yeah of course but yeah. when we say no we're not being like you know it's it's a no right. because we don't like what shop you're in or we don't like who apprenticed you or we don't like what jewelry none of that is the factor sometimes it's a really hard decision where it's like we want to take you, but you know we we just don't have enough spots sure. to take you. And there are other people that are maybe flying from another country, right. or they're like they're breaking their back just to pay their own bills. Yeah. And like we need we need to help those people. Right. Um, but we can always put in the word. We can say like, hey, persons of piercers of color scholarship. Right. Hey, no excuses scholarship. Take a hard look at this person. We would have loved to bring them, but we just didn't have the extra exactly. spot. Like we want, we want to bring, we want to say yes to everybody. Every, of course. Sometimes we can't, right. but we want to get everyone there. Right, and you won't know unless you at least apply. Right, right. So yeah, just apply. <laughs> so, uh, the chapter after conference. What was that like for you coming home and, and applying the stuff that you so learned? So it was, it was really great. I think uh, to be to, I think you know, everybody obviously always has a high coming back you're just like oh my gosh like everything is going to be amazing i really really can't stress enough take classes that are really important to you right now mm -hmm. if you have never like i'm so mad that i didn't do it the first year and this next time when i go all i'm taking is like fundamental you know the um metals and like courses like that right i tried to take some fundamental i can't even remember everything that i took that you know the uh, first year or anything but Try to take as many fundamentals as you can, Not and just like the sexy add classes. right, and add yeah. like a fun one. Like, take your fundamentals. If you're not doing gold, add a gold class, mm -hmm. and that way you can just kind of dip your toe in it. But if you're not doing gold, and you know you're never going to be doing it, and your your clientele, you know, why bother? Don't bother doing it. You yeah. know, um, take take the classes that you know that you're going to be able to add. You know put forth in into your business um and then add like maybe one or two fun right ones. and don't kill yourself with classes mm -hmm. either you know because that can you need really... to be able to like digest it yeah. and, and absorb the information and if you're running out of one class to run into another yeah. class and eat you're doing yourself a disservice Absolutely. because at the end of the day you're it's all gonna be muddled together in your mind you're gonna yeah. be like what did i learn today what Absolutely. did i what did i take so yes. yeah Give yourself the time to process what you learn. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, the the there were a handful of things that I really t I remember taking from your class that I changed. Uh, it was the um, in the piercing room. Right. The same um, practices. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a couple of those things, like, and it's you you also you might have things that are just groundbreaking that like completely change your life, and it might just be that you learn a couple things. In my opinion, I think those couple things are still super, super valuable. Mm -hmm. And taking those couple things that you can then say, okay, I'm going to make my packs this way now. Or, oh, I don't need to use an extra set of gloves in this step or that step. Sure. And from a business perspective, those little things help. If you know how to do your job better, then you can know, 
okay, well, I'm not cutting corners. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing things more efficiently. Sure, yeah. You know? That's always um, a big part of the safe practices thing yeah. where I, I, it's almost set up like a trick question where I'll be like, okay, start to finish, how many pairs of gloves right. do you think you, you And then people use? are like, oh, I use a million. I use I have to be super pairs. Fit. Yeah, I'm, I'm seven, the safest. And it's like, well, right. okay, good for you, but uh, inefficiency can actually be a place where things can go into an unsafe territory because Absolutely. if you don't know the difference between Clean safe and, and unsafe not, yeah. and I need to change my gloves here, I need to change my, if, you, if you're just blindly kind of going along with it, right. uh, you're, you're not quite as strong as knowing like, you know, okay, I can do four pairs of gloves if I do it in this order. Yes. And if I do it in this order every time, I'm still working as safe as possible. And exactly why you're doing it. Yeah. I'm doing this because I touched Understanding what you're doing this. is a huge exactly. gap in people's careers, generationally too, because yeah. I think a lot of people, especially when they're mentored, they're kind of just replicating. This is what, what I have they to do see. exactly, and they might not understand the fundamentals of why, why? they're doing all those steps. Yes, yeah. I completely agree with that, yeah. and I and I can say as somebody that's done it, I, I it's true. You once you get to that point where you're not the apprentice, but you're not the you know the top um, dog, right? Right. You know, it's hard to get out of that shell where you're like, oh, okay, this is why I do this, and then that's where you can start doing other things. Mm -hmm. You know, then you don't feel so tied down. Right. So, uh, other stuff from conference, like coming home, uh, or maybe that's kind of a lame way to end. Okay, well, so let's go back to talking about the classes you can take at conference, because I think a lot of people go into it and they're like, I want to take this ultra advanced thing that I've never even heard of right. before or whatever, and uh, it's good to it's good to experience new things, but still, like you might not get as much benefit yeah. as something that's like a fundamental class. So like you said, learning about steel and titanium and what's the difference right. and learning about sterilization and, and learning about that fundamental information is super important because yeah. that's a lot of the stuff that people never have the opportunity to learn. Or they'll know a little bit, but they yeah. won't understand fully. Right. Oh, okay. So this is exactly, you know, understanding what an alloy is. Sure. That's a concept that I don't think it's, crazy to think that a lot of piercers don't understand that so there's why is that. nickel irritating exactly what materials have nickel and what don't i mean all that stuff yeah super important yeah and that's why i needed to take the class so there's that <laughs> <laughs> but kind of like yesterday too like you know i i think people show up to my private seminars like the triple threat thing i think people show up because they see septums you right. know something cool right. and sexy or doth or whatever right. But I also I took more away from the anatomy. Right, I, I, I put that in so there excited about because the I feel class. like I have to be like, all right, you're gonna learn this cool, sexy, fun right. stuff, but still, like, you need to learn this stuff too. Yeah. You need to learn that safety element of anatomy and all that stuff. Absolutely. So I, I put that in there. I try to make it as entertaining as I can. Oh, for sure. Well, but the clavicle thing, like, so when I was a piercer, when I was getting into it, that's when like that was like this, you know. Like, I knew that people had done right. the... Subclavicular exactly. super dangerous person. I knew it was dangerous. Yeah. I didn't know the exact right. reason why I had heard something about, like, the lungs and something about other things. But I didn't know that that was the exact reason why that was a horrible idea. So yeah. that was, like, yeah. really just cool. Yeah. You know, because nobody's going to be doing that. Nobody should be doing that. But now, you know, now I know. And that's well, cool. Well, when you need to say no to a client... Um, you want to say no in an educational right. way because when people call or come in and they're like, hey, I want this trendy internet piercing uh, and it's and you don't see it as safe, you can be like, well, uh, we don't do that. Right. And then if you don't explain why, they're just going to hang up and call the next place that says yes. Absolutely. But if you can say like, this is why I don't do a horizontal tongue piercing or this is why I won't do a, a hand web piercing or, or whatever, you know, uh, or this is why I prefer to not use steel and right. this is why I prefer to do this or not do this or whatever like the more information you have just the the more well-rounded safer piercer you right. can be absolutely yeah. and knowledge is just good yeah like it's good to know things yeah so yeah I, I agree uh, so what's your day like today like do you are you a an appointment piercer or a walk-in piercer so we we have two studios um the the studio that I'm working at today um is a little bit on so a little bit on the slower end um we're in this uh, location is in downtown this location in my opinion deals way more on the tourist end mm -hmm. because so we're like in downtown nights and weekends. Right. right that's when it's like super heavy our other studio um 
because it's in really like the main hub of the city um it's we stay busy More all the time holes, yes right. um school like college kids uh, and stuff. All, yeah, yeah a lot we, we have a college that's right next to that too we're, we're actually in between like a couple colleges so um we stay busy all the time i am very much looking into us getting into uh appointment options this year mm -hmm. um because I'm a big believer as a business that you cannot kill your employees. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. Um, and we all need to eat. And sure. I, I think that that's kind of where I'm, I'm veering off more this year. Um, I'd like to at least have it as an option. I know exactly what you mean because I'm, I'm a walk-in right. shop, you know, and there are those days where it, it's this weird balance because sometimes you're sitting around doing nothing right. for three hours right. and then like it seems like right when you call in your lunch order of or course, right when you time. walk through the door with your lunch yes. that's when 10 people come in absolutely and then you're just stressed out you know and you don't you can't really plan your day out for efficiency or, yeah. or whatever you're just kind of at the mercy of people's whims exactly and at, for my other studio I'm now at the point where I'm having lots of clients ask if they can put do an, uh, an appointment yeah and I, I feel like as a at a business if people are actually asking to do that it's probably smart mm -hmm. you know obviously if they would prefer for their own life to make an appointment then it'll probably be easier yeah. and then you won't feel quite so stressed I mean there's no way that you can take care of everybody mm -hmm. you know there's just even if you had 10 piercers there's still gonna be that one person that means that's yeah. like you mean you can't take care of me now the main you know? thing that that keeps me like, I would say definitely stubborn because I, I feel like appointments are the smarter way to go and the healthier way to go for the staff. Sure. But there are those days where it's like, well, I did 25 today because it was walk-ins and I, I, I wouldn't be able to fit 25, 25 appointments in a day. Right. So there's that back and forth of like, well, you don't want to maybe book half hours for people when you only needed 20 minutes and sneaking things in. I get both sides of it. Yeah. It seems that the piercers I know who work by appointment are happier. Right. Less stressed out. <laughs> yes. um, the, but, you know, you do have those walk-in piercers where they're like, oh, yeah, I made 500 bucks in tips today. Right. And it's like, whoa, geez. It, yeah. It's like, it's a seesaw. It's a back it and is. forth. I think um, what I'm probably going to head towards is like, I'm, I'm at a point in my career where I want to try to step back sure. a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I want to bring up those other people in my shop to give them opportunity the opportunity yeah. the experience you know all that Absolutely. so Evan is the primary piercer in my sure. shop now and I would love to get to a point where maybe we have another piercer in who can take care of walk-in stuff maybe Evan's doing walk-in and then I'm still there but as an appointment as I, just the appointment option I think that's smart yeah and my days out a little bit better be a yeah. little stressed out. well and then you're fine you can they can do all the walk-ins sure. and you can just handle those appointment yeah. clients and yeah. I think that's a really smart way to do it yeah yeah it's, again, it's a back and forth yeah. thing, though. Yeah. I, I see the benefit to both sides right. of it. Um, I think some shops are built around one model or another, and it's right. difficult to switch. switch. Yeah, yes. and I, I think I have done walk-ins for so long that right. it, it would be tough for me to switch, but it's more based on my stubbornness. Sure. No, I, I think yeah. that's fair, too. Yeah. You know, and it's hard because then it's like, well, what if you do appointments and then nobody comes in? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, I think that it's fair, but I... I yeah, I I do I am envious of those other piercers yeah. that do appointments and then they're like oh I closed my shop for two hours for lunch. Like, kind of going back <laughs> into that era of when you wanted to have a, a low enough price point where you could appeal to everyone. Right. I hate having to say no to someone. Absolutely. I don't because I see it all the all the time with tattooing. Right. Tattooing, I I think it's in your mind where you're like it's perfectly fine being booked out two or four weeks or whatever. Right. Uh, but with piercing, it's like if. If you say, I can't take you today, That's it. you have that panic moment where you're like, this person's never going to come back. Yep. And it's like, Absolutely. Should, is it better to have someone sit and wait 45 minutes or an hour? Or is it better to say like, I can't take you today, but I can take you at two o'clock tomorrow. Right. So it's, right. I don't know, it's a back and forth. And I also see how, at least for myself, it would be very easy for me to be like, oh, well, I'll just keep staying late. Sure. You know, oh yeah, you can come in at nine, even though we close at nine. Mm -hmm. You know, so I could definitely see how I could... Uh, self sabotage real yeah, fast. <laughs> yeah, I've I've done a couple of guest spots in places that have appointments, and just like you said, being able to sit down and eat lunch and know that you're not going to have to get up until you're done eating lunch right. is such a nice feeling as yeah. a body piercer. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a concept that like my husband doesn't understand. Like, 
He's like, don't you want me to heat up your food? I'm like, no. Like, what's, no. Like, <laughs> right. I, I'm just going to eat it really fast and then we're, but like, relaxing, eating hot food. Like, sure. That's a crazy idea for yeah. us. So. <laughs> yeah, because piercer lunch is like you have three minutes. Right. You have until the statum is done. Yeah. Basically. Well, I, I, I don't live the statum life. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. The piercers out there, they right. definitely know that like you can you can push that button and, and then rush know. back yeah. into the office or whatever, <laughs> and it's like you have just enough time until you hear that beep sound. Nice. You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I think that was a pretty good. Yeah. Conversation. Is there anything cool. else you want to chat about? No, I'm. I think yeah. I think okay. That was pretty good. So. Cool. So the highlights. Uh, apply for the scholarship, please. Yes, because the I, the scholarship is going to open within probably w when this episode goes up, it'll be within just a couple of weeks, or maybe even like right around the time that scholarships are open. And you up. can start like getting your stuff together now. Right. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have it. You can have it prepared sure. and ready to go. And then we can tell them. when people don't start sure. their application until process like, until like the day before it's due. Right. Like if you rush through, you're not really doing yourself much of a service. Yeah. So like if you're if you're even open to it, if you think that it's even a maybe that you'll apply, just open it up and take a look at it. You can you can go now. It's on safepiercing.org, and you can take a look at it now. See what the criteria is. Maybe start like just answer a couple of the questions. Fill out the application. Have your name and all that stuff. Maybe just read the criteria for what we want to see in the video. It's only like five to ten minutes for yeah. a video. It's not going to be very difficult to make it, but be prepared for it. Know what you want to say. Uh, deliver your information. Let us know who you are and where you're at in your career. And, and don't rush it because the people who rush, even if they're strong applicants, if you have a weak application, you're not going to have as good of a chance getting it. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so one more time, give like your uh, shop info and how people can get in touch with you. Um, so I'm Erica Martin. Um, you can try to find me on social media, but again, I really don't do a whole lot of it. Um, but I'm E Martin Body Piercing um, on uh, Instagram. Uh, my shop is Pleasures of the Flesh. We're in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, you can find more stuff about the shop on Instagram. It's just Pleasures of the Flesh. Um, but again, I. I have a daughter, and you're going to see my kid, and you're going to see cats, and that's pretty much it. Food, it's I smart. bake, it's so smart, there's that. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, for me, my, my personal life and my professional life are completely entangled, and I wouldn't say yeah. it's for the better. Uh, yeah, I know I, I know that I have that hard line that I can't. Yeah. I just can't. It's, that's it's smart. so easy. You go home at the end of the day, and you want to live right. your life. Right, right. work more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, well, thanks for talking to me. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, thanks for talking to me, Erica. You know I appreciate it. If you are a piercer and you were listening to that and thinking, hey, I'd maybe like to look into a scholarship, what are you waiting for? Go to safepiercing.org. Do it right now. Check out that information. Uh, you can read all the application information for the official scholarship. You can get some information about the piercer-funded scholarships. And again, we really just want to get everybody out to conference whenever we can. So the stronger application you make, the better chance you have of getting one of those spots. Uh, there is no sense in just kind of sitting back and wishing that you could get there. Uh, you do have a clear path to get there through the scholarship process. So again, go ahead and check it out on the APP's website. Scholarships are going to be open uh, through December, but you want to make sure that you prepare a, a good scholarship application. Don't just do it at last minute. Uh, we can tell. So for some of my plans for 2020, uh, I've got a list of cities in front of me that I, I want to do classes at. Uh, Phoenix is probably going to be the first one. I am stumbling a little bit on venues because I, I, I normally use different websites that help me find different venues. There's not a lot available on those websites for this city. So if you know a good venue in the Phoenix area, reach out and let me know. Email me at ryanpba at gmail.com. I do have one or two different hotels with conference spaces. Some of them are a little bit on the small side. They can only take maybe 10 or 15 attendees, and I usually try to aim for somewhere around 20 or 25, uh, but I do have a lead on a good one. I might be able to confirm that within the next week or two, but that's most likely going to be in late January, maybe early February at the latest, and then I think I'm going to be able to announce a class for Reno, Nevada, pretty shortly too. I just have to confirm the venue for that. But I've got a lot of other cities in the works, a lot of other things planned. I definitely want to hit Canada again. Uh, I've been talking to Yontarian and about doing something around the Montreal area. Uh, I definitely want to get out there. I want to get out to maybe Alberta at some point during 2020 also. But also uh, Antwerp, Belgium and Manchester, England are on my radar for some classes during, uh, during the next year. 
Uh, I just want to do a special thank you to one of my newest patrons on Patreon, uh, Christina. Thank you very much for signing up for the Warlock level of uh, Piercing Wizard podcast uh, patronage. I, I definitely appreciate that. And again, everyone else who has uh, become a patron on Patreon, uh, I really do appreciate it. I'm trying to, to get a little bit more of that uh, exclusive content for you, but it's tougher than I thought. I have a couple of different travel logs recorded that I just need to get edited, and I'll get those up online for you. But if you're interested in uh, becoming a, a patron of the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash ryanpba. For any sort of classes for next year, if you want to stay up to date on anything that I'll be announcing, go ahead and give Body Art Education by Ryan Willette a like and a follow on Facebook. And you can always check out precisionbodyarts.com seminars, and I'll put any sort of new information I have for you up there too. So I'm about to head to Atlanta. I'll get a couple of podcasts while I'm there, and I'll share those for you once I'm back. I've also got a really good guest host episode with Kellen Smith. I'll be editing that once I'm back too, and I'll have that online for you within the next couple of weeks. But let's keep this train going. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.